65. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU. And I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs, which are naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils. And their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um, bath bomb is doing so well right now with the endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And, you know, if you love the patches themselves, you're going to love the bath bombs because essentially it's <laughs> the patch in a bath bomb. Um, so, you know, if you're on your period or if you're in pain, you could have a bath with some of the bath bombs or one of them. I don't know, you could have multiple if you want. Um, and then yeah, get out the bath, maybe rub in some CBD balm and put your patch on top, which is um, what a lot of people are feeding back that they're doing. So um, I would love to do that, but um, I don't have a bath, so I can't. But if you have a bath, um, then, you know, I think these new bath bombs could be a lovely way to help alleviate some of your pain. So if you'd like to check them out, you can go to BU, which is buonline.co.uk, and you can also order them from anywhere in the world on cultbeauty.co.uk and they deliver worldwide. Okay, so this is another live Q&A from Instagram. And I wasn't going to release this one because I thought it was just not that relevant. But a lot of people do ask me how I became an endometriosis health coach. And so I thought I'd share it here in case it's something that you're considering. I know that I do have past clients, course members, membership members <laughs> who are thinking about becoming health coaches. So um, this could be helpful for them. So this q and I'm literally sharing how I became a health coach, uh, specifically an endo health coach, um, what motivated me in the first place, the work experience I had to prepare me to be a coach because um, I previously worked in similar roles, the certifications that I took to qualify, then how I qualified in endometriosis specifically, and then SIBO. Someone asked me what my business model looks like, so um, I shared that. Though I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a business model. Um, my plans for the future, and the honest struggles of what it can be like running your own business, um, especially a business that you try to make accessible for a lot of people that can make it challenging so yeah I hope that you find this enjoyable and informative and um yeah I hope it's not boring I hope it was the right decision to share it with you guys I think so enjoy I'm gonna start with this one because I think it sort of helps transition into how I trained um so the first question is what was your inspiration to become an endo coach and there's a second question which I'll answer in a minute so um I mean having endometriosis is the short answer obviously um and I knew so 
when I was first diagnosed, I completely ignored endo for two years. I was like, right, I've had a surgery. It's not going to come back. I wasn't, I didn't even know, I think at the time that um, it could come back. Um, I had like a really sort of slapdash, like consultant who was like, yeah, you know, minimal endo, we got it. Like, you'll be fine now. Um, and I was just like, right, that's it. I'm, I'm done. And um, what's so funny is that in that time frame, people, thank you. Um, oh, no worries, Daisy. I'm going to post it. I'm going to post it so you guys can um, see it. Hopefully, as long as Instagram doesn't screw me over. Um, you know, people would ask me what my periods were like. And I'm like, yeah, they're great. Like, I literally just completely removed myself. Um, and then it came back two years later and I couldn't get much help from the NHS. And it was like two, it took me two years to get another surgery. And I, had I started then? Yeah, okay. So then I, I was traveling and I was desperate for help, but I couldn't get surgery. So I went down this rabbit hole of um, investigating like how to manage endometriosis at home naturally. And I kind of discovered about like nutrition and, and I just went down this rabbit hole and I had a pain-free period within a month making changes. And I was just so angry, like I was relieved obviously, but I was so, so angry that no one had said this to me. Um, and by this point I was taking like packets of codeine, like, you know, really, really bad levels of codeine. And, um, I was just furious because it took me a long time to find that information and it was sort of in drips and drabs. And I just was like, what if there's someone out there who doesn't have access to the internet or who's in a really vulnerable situation? Um, and yeah, I was working in with working with homeless um, young people at that time. So my, my mind went to kind of the people who really needed the support but couldn't advocate for themselves or who were maybe like in abusive situations and they were also in pain with endometriosis. Like I was just thinking about what, <laughs> if these people get turned away from the doctors, like they're, you know, they're in survival mode. How are they going to invest the time that I've invested in to look into um, managing endo holistically and so that's kind of where my mind first went because I was in this I was um, at Centerpoint Charity for Homeless Young People um, but I was traveling I was like on a sabbatical and I was working um, in Cape Town and I remember specifically I remember the moment I read Lena, Lena Dunham's article on endometriosis and in that moment I was like fuck this I'm turning it on its head like if this is what I've got to live with for the rest of my life I'm gonna do something with it and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it work for me I'm gonna make it work for others I'm gonna I'm just gonna do something really really positive with it at the time I didn't know about health coaching I didn't know it was a thing um so um I didn't think that straight away. I think my first instinct was to, had I started a blog yet? Yes, okay. So my first instinct was to start 
um, an Instagram and then a blog. So I started this endo life. Um, and I think between starting the Instagram and this endo life, I became a um, uh, group support group leader for South London um, as a, a volunteer at Endometriosis UK. Um, so I'm going to stop there because I'm now going into the story of how I started. But um, that was my inspiration. Basically, you know, yeah, I mean, that was my inspiration going through what I went through with pain, not getting any answers, and then having a transformation within a month and being in the context that I worked in, I was kind of seeing what happened when people were left behind and not given the care and the treatment that they needed. So um, not in not in in the context of endo, obviously it was in the context of homeless, homelessness, but that affects everything, right? That affects your health too. And so I couldn't help but think about that. So I wanted to create a free resource through the blog that people could access and I broke it down for people um, so that they didn't have to go on rabbit, like these kind of down these rabbit holes to find the information because it took me so long to get the information. Um, so that was my inspiration. And then you asked, um, so I don't know your name, but your Instagram handle is 86. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's, c-e-c-a-n-d so your next question was do you do private coaching online yes so all of my coaching is online only i don't see anyone in person it's all virtual so i see people all over the world um so yeah i hope that helps and the course is online as well um and then just looking at which ones next ones to answer um I'm just going to answer these two questions together. So, um, Maxine, you said, what training did you need? And hope you feel better. Thank you, Maxine. Um, and then, um, Anas, I think is your name, Anas. Um, where do you train? How long do you research before you're well read enough to coach? Okay. So sort of like a caveat, Anas, um, at the moment, health coaching isn't, um, <sighs> It's sort of not regulated. Uh, there are like ethical codes of conduct. Um, you do need to have like a lawyer, you do need to have insurance, all of that. Um, but there's not like an official qualification. So someone in theory could wake up the next day and call themselves a health coach. I don't agree with that. Um, and going through the training that I've gone through, it would be really irresponsible to do that. Um, not that I'm saying that's what you're doing, I'm just kind of explaining. Um, so it wouldn't be a case of like doing loads of research and then on your own and then you're kind of qualified to be a health coach because I mean, you wouldn't have a qualification. You could call yourself a health coach, right? But you wouldn't really, you wouldn't be trained to be a health coach. And there's quite a lot of, there's, there's a lot to being a health coach um, and but you technically you can call yourself a health coach, but I don't recommend it. Um, and there, what will change is that basically the training that I've done, well, one of the trainers that I've done, um, there are like, there are kind of recognised coaching qualifications. So they're like a recognised official coaching qualification. But now there is, there is like, um, I don't know what it is, but there's this, there's this test that, when you 
complete the test, you now become a board certified coach, like you would become a board certified dietitian. Um, and that is where things are going. So eventually you're gonna to have to do this test and everyone's gonna to have to do this test in order to, call it, to qualify. But I mean, um, not all not all of the health coaching courses actually offer this test at the moment. Um, the main one that I did to qualify as a coach with Dr. Jessica Drummond at the Integrative Women's Health Institute, they um, that the test is part of that, but you have to take it in America. Um, so it's optional at the moment and I haven't done it because I haven't been able to afford to go um, and do the test. Um, I think it's, I think the test is in, I think you have to go to Texas. Um, but it's not, it's not a requirement now. You're still a certified health coach, but I think the difference is like you're a board certified health coach, but it's not, um, it's not essential yet. It will be essential at some stage. I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, so I would just go for it. I would just go for the test. If your course has that option, I would go for the test while you can. Um, Otherwise, you're going to have to like go back through the training and things like that when it when it changes. So um, when that kick, like before that kicks in, I'm definitely going to do the test. I'm not looking forward to the test because there's a lot of studying for it, but I'm going to do the test. Um, so, yeah, so basically I don't recommend doing a ton of research and then becoming a health and then calling yourself a health coach. I do recommend going through um, a course, not just for the protection of your clients, but for the protection of you as well. Like this is in your interest as well, because you, you know, if you aren't qualified and if someone could sue you for negligence, I can't say the word, negligence, I can't say the word, you know what I'm trying to say, but um, you, you know, you're protected yourself that way as well um i mean you could get sued for that at any point but of course if you've gone through the training you're gonna know you're gonna know like the um best practices and the right information and the safety precautions and things like that so um there are a couple places you can train um the iin i can't remember what that stands for integrative Institute of Nutrition, probably. So they have a health co coaching course. Um, Chris Cresser, he has a health coaching course. And then I studied at the Integrated Women's Health um, Institute. So there are a hand, there are like a couple of places where you can qualify to be a health coach. I've seen like these really short ones that are like like four months to become a health coach they don't sound legit to me like I, I have no idea how you could squeeze that in to four months so I would just maybe not go for those ones um so I went um with the Integrated Women's Health Institute the reason being is that I knew I wanted to specialize in endometriosis so I deliberately chose to go with the Integrated Women's Health Institute because their coaching qualification is for um people who menstruate right so it, i haven't done any training on men's health um like um cis kind of male health i haven't done any training in that also i couldn't work with a man um but my training is in women's health so i chose to do that but prior to that um i'd actually done quite a lot of i guess work experience is what you would call it 
um, and personal experience. Obviously, I'd experimented on myself. So I was um, already writing my blog. So I was experimenting on myself. Then I, I set up the podcast as well. I was writing weekly for endometriosis news. And then shortly after that, I started writing for um, endometriosis net. And then I volunteered for endometriosis UK as a support group leader. So I ran like support groups um, and, you know, I went to the endometriosis marches and I decided when I was traveling that I was going to work for endometriosis UK. I literally was like, I found their website. I was like, I'm going to work for endometriosis UK. And that was really a clear path for me because I was already in charity. So it made it made sense that I would see that as my next step. So um, that's what I did. I went and um, I got a job at Endometriosis UK. I was um, the manager of the South London region of volunteers. No, the London region of volunteers. And then there was a the Scottish region. I can't remember, but um, I managed the volunteer um, programmes, particularly the advocacy group. Um, so the advocacy was like you were matched up like people would call in and they would match up with trained advocates and they would help them to get the support they needed. And we also had a helpline. So um, I trained the volunteers in how to work with people one-on-one -on -one and in group settings, um, being a volunteer for endometriosis. And when I was at Centrepoint, so my role at Centrepoint was, um, Basically, um, I was a mentoring coordinator, so we had a volunteer, volunteers and some of the volunteers were mentors. It was a really popular program we had and they mentored the young people. Um, so I worked on that team, um, training, training the mentors. So um, I did a qualification in mentoring and befriending there. So I was already qualified to mentor and then obviously I trained in advocacy. Um, so what I did do before I um became a health coach is i did a short period of time i did endometri um i did like endometriosis mentoring um i worked with about three clients for a couple of months but then i was like no i, I really want to be like really super legit i want to do health coaching um so i stopped doing the mentoring but i did that for a while um and so i yeah so i'd worked for endometriosis uk um i had the podcast i had the blog I was a volunteer, obviously I trained in mentoring and befriending and advocacy and um, experimented on myself, did loads of research and reading as well. Um, and then I did the training with Integrated Women's Health Institute and that took two years. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Um, the amount of science is just like mind-blowing it's a great course it's an amazing course um one of the best things i've ever done in my life one of the best decisions i've ever made in my life but um it was really really hard i think at the time they suggested doing it for um a year but i took two years to do it and then they actually changed it to 20 to doing it over 24 months um, because it is so intensive and I actually wouldn't recommend rushing it and trying to do it in a year because it's just too too much information to try you're not going to remember it all um, most modules are like 10 hours long and I think there are 28 modules or 27 modules um, so I don't recommend rushing through it I recommend you take your time um, and so I did that and I qualified 
um, in that. And literally the moment I qualified, I started the coaching. Um, no, no, I didn't. The moment I qualified, I released my book. And then the same week as qualifying and releasing my book, I signed up for the endometriosis um, specialism course. Again, by Dr. Jessica Drummond at the Integrated Women's Health Institute. Um, she literally just released it. As I finished, it was a new course that she was bringing out. Um, she just brought out a book. She's obviously an endo specialist, um, not a surgeon, but in like nutritionist and health coach. And so she's also a physical therapist um, and pelvic floor physical therapist. And so I signed up that week to do the endometriosis program and that's called um, the endometriosis accelerator program. I don't know if it's still called that. Um, so I did that, I specialized in that. Once I was qualified in that, that's when I started health coaching. Um, and then when I finished that, I think again the week after, I signed up to Dr. Alison Seebecker's SIBO professional course um, because I knew how prevalent SIBO was in endometriosis. So um, I was just like, I have to, I felt that to be the best health coach I could be, I needed to also learn about SIBO. And I didn't really at the time think I was gonna specialize in SIBO. I just wanted to like understand it. But then I did it and I just sort of fell in love with, I don't know, I just became as obsessed with SIBO as I am with endometriosis. I'm quite an obsessive person and I just became very obsessed with SIBO. I have SIBO. Um, I will only, like my personal rule is I'm only ever going to coach on something that I've been through. That's why, that's why I don't do fertility coaching because I don't want children. Um, so you know, SIBO and endometriosis are my kind of two big pain points. So it made sense for me to specialise in that because endo belly is such a big issue and the majority of the time the endo belly is SIBO. So um, I did that and that is a really long course. Again, it's 10 modules, but it's broken down into loads of different lessons and there's a lot to it. So um I think you can do it over 10 weeks, but I think I took like six months or something. It's it's really science heavy because it's actually like a postdoctorate course. So it's for doctors, but anyone can take it. Um, and then I um, after I did that, I signed I did signed up to Dr. Narala Jacobi's SIBO um, course. I think it's called the SIBO practitioner course. Um, and but I'm revisiting, revisiting that right now because I didn't finish the last couple of lessons because I then started. Um, what did I start? Oh, I then started Nicole Jardim's, of course. So um, I paused Norala Jacobi's one, um, which was another SIBO one because I was qualified in SIBO anyway, but I just wanted to add more. I just wanted to know more to know I just wanted to make sure that I'd covered all bases so I paused that one um and I also um did Jessica Drummond's um nutrition for pelvic pain as well um but again dipping in and out so I kind of use it as a resource but I need to go through it all and complete it for the certification I, I just use it as a resource at the moment um I, I think I'll probably I think that's probably going to take me 
couple months to do, like six months to do. Um, and then I went and studied with Nicole Jardim on her apprenticeship programme. And that is not an, so you can't qualify as a women's health coach afterwards. So it's not a certified women's health coaching programme, but it is a women's health coaching programme as in you have all of the education but it's not a certification so you couldn't you couldn't really like um you couldn't ethically and legally say that you were you you couldn't get insured that's for sure you wouldn't be able to get insured on it you would need to get a qualification to be insured so sure you could wake up the next day and say you're a health coach but you wouldn't be able to get insured obviously it wouldn't be ethically right either um so Nicole Jardim's one was a six-month apprenticeship program and it really I mean it did more than the basics but it covers the absolute like essentials of women's health and women's hormones and even though Jessica Drummond's one um does that in so so much detail um it's a deep deep dive into the science um Nicole's one is oh, how do I explain it it gives you the foundations and it's a, it's more accessible and it's only it's only focused around women's hormones and periods um or menstruators hormones and periods rather than the whole of women's health because when i did jessica drummond's course it was like cardiovascular disease like um mental health it was every single aspect of women's health and obviously i knew that i wanted to do endometriosis and that obviously came under like menstrual problems so nicole's course made a lot of sense to me um and it gave me a um i you know had i known about nicole's course first i would have done nicole's course first to give me a baseline and then jessica drummond's one afterwards because jessica jessica drummond's one is incredible um but it's so science heavy that and i and i hadn't done um yes Alyssa, i do i do i'm so in the training um we're trained in the dutch test we're trained in the gi map um SIBO test obviously in the SIBO test in the SIBO one i did um organic acids test like a couple of other tests um serum serum hormone tests iron tests all of that um, so yeah, I'm trained to interpret the Dutch test. Um, so, um, what was I saying? I just would have done Nicole's first because I had to do so much extra research whilst I was doing Jessica Drummond's to keep up with the pace of the science. Does that make sense? Like I was just like, whoa, my brain is blowing. I haven't like, I did biology at AS but I never, I didn't do it for A-levels. So I did it at AS and I didn't do it for like A2. I think that's what it was called. Um, and so I feel like you need a foundation before you go into Integrated Women's Health Institute. And I I really think that the best order is do Nicole's six month apprenticeship, then go on to Integrated Women's Health Institute. That's what I would do now, but I did it obviously the other way around. I think it made it harder. I didn't know about Nicole's at the time. And Nicole actually went, for, the way Nicole became a health coach is through the Integrative Women's Health Institute. So we did the same training. So when I found out about Nicole, it made total sense that I would do her course. Um, and it just gave me a really beautiful foundation on, it just made everything, I, don't, I can't explain it. It consolidated what I had learned at the Integrative Women's Health Institute, but put it in a way that I was really, um, 
was just really easily accessible to me. I didn't have to keep going through like loads and loads of pages of studies to understand something. Um, and so, yeah. And so um, now I'm back on Dr. Narada Jacoba's course. Once I finish that, I'm going to be doing um, the, I'm going to complete the pelvic pain program. Um, and then I'm going to start doing some training in pain signals. Um, because that's an area that you guys know I'm really, really interested in. So how do we retrain the brain to lower pain signals? So um, all in all, I have been studying for about four years. Um, obviously, you could start with the Integrated Women's Health Institute, um, complete it in two years and be training in two years. I think, that in, I think the IIN is literally something like six months. So technically, you could do that. And I know people who've done that. Um, I don't know how you would do it in six months. It sounds not enough for me. And I do think that from what I remember, IIN isn't specialised in like menstrual health. So you then have to do like a, an extra programme on top. So if that's what you were specialising in, you'll probably need to do extra training on top anyway. Um, so that's all the training that I did. Um, and yeah, and I'm, I'm just going to, and well, I've done extra trainings on top like workshops as well so not just those I've done like two three hour workshops that are run by um what are they called I think it's called the Women's Nutrition Academy and where else have I done extra training oh I can't think of it now but there's somewhere else but um yeah so I do so there are kind of like spotlight um, workshops on like clearing estrogen dominance or uh, breastfeeding and you know um, optimizing nutrition for breastfeeding and stuff at the um, women's nutrition academy so I did extra trainings there as well um, and if there's like a subject that I really want to deep dive into I do like a workshop or an extra course so yeah that's basically the training I did um, so I answered those kind of two together so um, yeah, does anyone have any like other questions related to what I just said or on top of that? Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in. So you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before their period can really help soothe the inflammation in the area. To shop, just head to link in my show notes. Can you talk about my business model? Um, what is my business model? I don't have a business plan. Um, would you... Maybe Alyssa, maybe it would be helpful if I, if you, what is it specifically about the business model? I mean, to, so Jessica Drummond, um, minimum period of time for clients to work with you, etc. Oh, okay. Right. I see what you're saying. Um, so it's 12, 12 weeks for clients to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, um, because it usually like, well, I actually see changes in a month, but in our training, we were always taught that it will take about three months to see like a good amount of changes. And really three months is a good amount of time to start 
um, implementing changes. You don't want to rush people through, like change everything in a space of a month. That's a bit crazy. So um, at minimum, I always work with clients for 12 weeks. Um, I work with them for an hour a week in person, like one-on-one um, -on -one in a call, but I spend at least an hour preparing for every call and at least an hour writing up client notes afterwards. And then I, I write really detailed notes. I can't help it. I write really detailed notes. Um, and then I they have email support in between. Um, sometimes there may be something specific going on that I have to research or do extra training on. So I might end up doing like five hours more. Like I might end up dedicating five hours to that client that week rather than three hours. Um, but at minimum, it's three hours a week uh, for a client. Um, they get PDFs and worksheets, obviously the notes as well. Um, and they get a free consultation call at the beginning. So we do a free consultation call so I can get to know what their symptoms are, what their kind of hopes are and, and kind of um, goals are around the coaching. So I can really know whether I'm... Wait, phone just said it was dying. Um, so that I can make sure that I'm the right coach for them and that they feel comfortable with me. So I never just, and you can't just go on my website and book to see me, right? You have to have a consultation call with me and then we kind of work out together whether we're a good fit and whether I can help that person. Um, and then after the 12 weeks, if they want to extend, they can. Um, and then with the coaching, uh, sorry, the course, that is eight weeks. Um, and then both of those options afterwards they have the option to join the membership which is just exclusive for people who have gone through the course who have worked with me one-on-one -on -one. um they still want some kind of access to me so the membership offers two live q a calls within a group setting every month with guest speakers as well on top of that um and i'm, I'm growing the membership in like the ideas of that i want to add to it i want to add like monthly recipes um, different things like that. So um, does that answer your question? Let me know if there's more questions you have around that or if I missed anything. And anyone else, if you have any questions, feel free to, to join in. I don't know if anyone, no, I mean, no one's asked what it's like to be a health coach. I don't know if anyone wants to know about that. Um, I can obviously speak to that as well. And also, by the way, I should become an affiliate to the courses that I've been on. I don't know if that's even an option. I think maybe Nicole's is, um, but none of this is sponsored. Like I'm not an affiliate. Um, it's stupid, I should be, but I'm not. Um, I just don't have time. <laughs> to sort out affiliate links um but yeah so I'm just kind of sharing my experience I loved every single course that I've done they're the best decisions that I've ever made like I wouldn't be I just I think that choosing this path was the best thing I could have ever done I, I it's been really 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 hard really hard but um just can't see myself doing anything else. I, I see ways that this endo life is going to grow and I see 
the way that the company is going to grow and that it's going to be more than coaching. I have a whole dream of what I would love to offer our community, um, supplements and a space and like a whole like medical team and um, just, yeah, teas and formulas and all of these kind of things. But um, so I see that it expanding in that way, but I, I don't see myself doing anything else. I'll be surprised if I decide to do something else. Probably be because I burnt myself out if I do that. Okay, so curious how you balance time commitment to clients, continued education and your own health um, journey while growing the business. Daisy, yeah, I'm hoping, I've had a bit of problems with Instagram recently. I'm hoping that they let me post it onto my feed. Um, but the not the last q and I did, but the Q&A before, it didn't let me. It, it just got rid of it, just totally got rid of it. So I'm, I'm hoping. Um, okay, Alyssa, that's the hardest bit about this job. That is the absolute hardest bit. I don't have a balance yet. I, I don't know what the answer is to that yet. Um, my dream is that every Friday I would spend... Um, I would spend Fridays studying um, and kind of like Mondays working on the business, working on the um, podcast, working on social media, and then like Tuesdays to Thursdays, working with clients, working on the course and stuff like that. Um, but I guess because I'm, you know, I'm still very new, my business is young, right? It's still, I'm still, it's still a baby. Um, I'm still, I'm not at the point where I can hire a personal assistant um, and I really need that support. I really need the help because I'm doing all of it myself at the moment. So all of my training I have done at the weekends and that has meant when I really need to get through training, which has pretty much been every time because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be releasing this or like so many of my clients have got SIBO, I've actually ended up working studying Saturdays and Sundays and big chunks of those days. Um, so the past couple of years, I haven't really had many weekends. It's just started to change. But I would say the past two, three years, um, I mean, I haven't had a bank holiday in like a couple of years. Um, and this year, up until I can't remember but this year I from like December I worked six months without taking a day off which is insanity I don't recommend anyone does it um but I think um I try to make my prices really really affordable because that's where my my background is working with homeless people. And so I, what I've struggled to do is like take on enough clients that I can pay for my studies and pay to live. Um, and because I've had to take on a certain amount of clients in order to make that amount, because I'm charging less than most health coaches do, it means that I have to spend a lot of time coaching and so there's not really much time left for me. So I have to, my spare time is spent on the studying and my health really. That's like, 
Um, cause my, I mean, my endo's fine, right? My endo is totally under control. It's really my SIBO, um, which I've got some really exciting news, but I, I'll share it. I'm not gonna share it yet cause I need to um, look at the test results properly. Um, I only got them a little while ago, um, like today, but it's been, yeah, it's, it's been really, really hard. That is the hardest bit. Um, burnout is a really big issue for health coaches. Um, and I've definitely had my fair share of it. I don't think it helps that I'm a perfectionist and a workaholic. It's something that I really struggle with. So I've been really actively working on that this year. I've got a therapist who literally specializes in perfectionism and like workaholism. So workaholism. So that has been really helpful. And I think for the first time, um, I've now been able to like, I've, I've found my base level, like, right. I've got the, I've got all of the basics that I want in terms of my qualifications. I'm set. Everything that I do now in terms of studying now is because I've chosen to, and I just want to get better and better at what I do. And I want to make sure that I offer like my clients the best, best, like, support they could ever get like I want to train in our vegan massage like I, there's so much I, like part of me is like I want to be a, a pelvic floor physical therapist like, I want to be a doctor like all of these things and like you know I have like a long-term vision that I'm going to study to be a naturopath uh, naturopathic doctor um but that's a really really long-term vision and I'm not going to do that until I am on top of my kind of work addict tendencies because I just I don't I think I would get really really sick um if I put myself through becoming a doctor now I just I I, I think I would mentally not be able to do it so I'm not doing that until um I get through I, I work through these problems that I have with my perfectionist traits um and they are much better than before um, I regularly pause to exercise throughout the day, like to move, I do tapping throughout the day, like there I do like lots of self-care in the evenings, like I feel like I am in a better position than I've ever been actually now, it's, it's very new, um, I think I've just broken through some kind of barriers recently, but I think part of that is because I've been able to take my foot off the gas a little bit, um, because I knew I really wanted to bring this course out. I knew that I was like, okay, my prices for my one-to-one -one coaching is as low as I can go. And actually I went so low that I was like really struggling financially. So I had to bring them back up to what I had them originally. And I knew as soon as I started coaching that I always wanted to create a course. Like that was actually my, I never was gonna do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I was always gonna do a course because I thought I could make it really cheap. And then I would be able to help as many people as possible. Um, but actually it's advised, like they advise you not to do that first. They advise you to get experience working one-on-one. -on -one. And then I did, and I just kind of fell in love with one-on-one, -on -one. but I knew I still wanted to do the course. So launching the course, I think that I was kind of on autopilot getting through the SIBO training, getting through all of the um, hormonal menstrual training, endometriosis training, knowing that I wanted to release a book, knowing that I wanted to get a course out, um, that has kind of supercharged the past couple of years. I've been like going and going and going until I got to that point. And now I've done that, right? So now I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm no longer swimming. 
I'm floating, does that make sense? And now like everything that I do is building on top of that and I'm gonna perfect the course and I've got um, a couple of other mini courses that I wanna bring out and workshops that I wanna bring out. And um, like I said, when, I am, um, when I'm strong enough, I've, I've worked through these perfectionism traits, then I'll do, first I'm gonna do um, naturopathic nutrition training. So I'm gonna to train to be a nutritionist and then I'm gonna be a naturopathic doctor. So. I see that that's probably going to take me until I'm about 50. I'm 32 now, but I think the training to be a doctor is like seven years. And the so, and I'm probably not going to do that till, I don't, I don't see myself doing it in my 30s. I think I'll be, because I, I also want to enjoy my time being a health coach and enjoy my time being a nutritionist, right? So um, I don't know, in my 40s and 50s, that seems like the right time to be a doctor of this. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the vision I got, it could totally change. And of course I wanna grow the business in other ways. Like I said, I have visions for teas to bring out for you guys and supplements and things like that. So I have to make space for all of that as well. Um, the SIBO has taken up, really training SIBO and coaching has taken up all of my time in the past 18 months. Thank God we've been in COVID. So it hasn't, you know, it hasn't really changed much of my life. Um, but I have been dedicated to these. I don't think you have to do it this way. I don't advise you do it the way that I've done it in terms of like how intensely that I've worked, but this is how I've been since I was like a kid. Like I was literally taken out of school when I was like six years old for being overworked. Like it was that bad. So I've been going through this whilst also getting support from like a therapist and like talking to my tutors, like how do I do this in a way that isn't like really, really stressful. And it's been a real learning process, but I actually think that I am on the other, I'm really on the other side. Like I'm, it's not like I have it sorted, but now I'm learning what does it mean to operate from a place where I'm not burning myself out. Like this last course launch that I released, I wasn't stressed. I enjoyed it. I loved every workshop I ran. I loved every live I did. Um, I I rested. I, I got sleep. I didn't work at the weekends. Um, it was it was amazing. And there will be times in your business that you do have to work hard and you might have to put in longer hours. But um, I but they they should be seasons that are manageable rather than a way of life and it had been a way of life for me for quite a number of years in all of my jobs not just in coaching it's not just coaching this is always how I've been um so I wouldn't allow that to put you off I'm just being very honest about my struggles so I hope that hasn't put you off but and I I don't want you guys to think less of me I'm just being very honest about my own challenges I've just always grown that's a mentality that I've always grown up with um my approval in life my, my self-esteem came from my academic achievements so i learned to work really hard um so i hope that was helpful um but yeah i'm gonna wrap up now because i do have to just finish off a couple of articles um and a recipe for endometriosis net um and then i want to rest up because um shingles has been really beating me down um, but yeah, I hope this has been helpful. I'm really excited for any of you who um, are thinking about becoming a health coach. It is, I still get tingles like every time 
that a client has a win um, and I'm still astounded by the changes that I witness with my clients um, and I'm still very angry <laughs> at society, at the medical industry and how they treat endometriosis. Um, so it definitely hasn't, I don't feel jaded. I don't feel, I don't feel compassion fatigue. I feel tired at times, but um, I still feel very much in love with coaching. So yeah, I hope that's helped. And um, yeah, let me, let me know if any of you guys are going to become a health coach or an endo health coach. And yeah, I will speak to you soon. Bye everyone. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.